Hey fam, hello, hello, hello family. I am here with a word from the Lord today and I'm going to just bring it to you how the Lord brought it to me. I was laying in my bed this morning and he, the Lord, he brought back, remember when we was younger and we used to say first comes love, then comes marriage and here they come in a baby carriage. Remember that saying? And the Lord... He brought it back to me. And I'm just like, Lord, where did we lose that at? Like, where did we lose the the first is the love, then is the marriage, then is the baby and the baby carriage? Because now people got the baby carriage first and they got the, the love. It ain't even love, it's lust. And then marriage is just off the table. Lord, where did that go from when we were just so innocent singing that to living in darkness and just not doing it the way you said it should be done father like where where did that come from and i want to bring you like a couple scriptures and then we're going to see where the lord takes this um so first let's go to genesis chapter two because it all starts in the garden and it all is going to end in the garden okay um genesis chapter two all the way, all the way, all the way at the bottom. And it's first. Let's start. Let's start at um verse 21. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed. Okay, first, let's just, because we got to take it there this morning. He says, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. So, a lot of women be out here thirsty for a man and you just looking in all the wrong places. And the Lord sent me here to tell you that your man is in a deep sleep. (laughs) He's in a he's in a deep sleep because the Lord has to form you. You are what is the hold up here. It's you. And while the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. So the Lord he he took he took out the the rib from the man and he started creating the woman and then he closed the man up. So you know now now Adam he he's formed. He know what he's supposed to do. And he, he all he doing is just doing what the Lord told him to do. He sleep. Okay? And I want to bring this back to you. There's nobody else that is going to be able to be the rib to him like you can be. You are his actual rib. Okay? I need you to get that. He The Lord closed up the opening. There's nobody that's going to creep through this opening because it's closed. Can't nobody get through. It's just for you. So you don't have to walk around these streets selling yourself short. You don't have to be giving your body up out in these streets. You don't have to do that. But what you can do is be formed. The very first episode with Her Beauty ever posted was allow the transformation to begin. Allow God to transform you by changing the way you think. Okay? It's Romans 12 and 2. Do not copy the customs and the behaviors of this world. 
but allow God to transform you into a new creature by changing the way you think. Okay? So allow the Lord to change the way you think about marriage. Because first is love. It's the courtship of a relationship. Allow him to court you. Allow love to happen. Real love. I'm talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 13 type of love. Because a lot of people will will fall into lust with each other and then they'll rush into these other things and then they'll be like, oh, we just fell out of love. We got to get a divorce. But when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not demand its own way. You know? Go read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and that is what love is. That you are to have that kind of love in the courtship. And then there is marriage, okay? Then there's marriage, okay? Where we're going to see what marriage is. Let's, 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 now let's go. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and brought her, brought, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed. So the Lord knows how to put you in front of the man. The Lord don't need your help. Okay. He don't need your help. He knows exactly what to do. He knows once my son sees you, he's going to be like, at last, he's going to know, you know, if you got a rib missing and you know, your rib out there somewhere, you are going to be able to identify that rib because ain't nothing going to be able to fit into your body like your own rib. Okay, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She would be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to the wife and the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Can, I, can, we, can we talk real quick about then the marriage? Then it's. He leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. That is what marriage is about. And can I speak to you about when you just give your body up out in these streets? Okay, let me talk to you about that real quick. When you give your body up in these streets, you at the end of it, you feel naked. You feel ashamed. You feel nasty because that's not what the Lord meant for you. That's not what he has for you. So it doesn't feel right. But when you get with your husband and, and you begin to do kingdom work and you submit to your husband as you submit to Christ, you get what I'm saying? You you won't feel that shame. You won't feel that burden of you got all of these different people that said they had you. You have people that just play you out. People, as soon as y'all get done doing a little, 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 what they call them nowadays, the little sneaky links. You get done doing that and then you feel shame. You don't, you, the Lord did not create you to be somebody's secret. He didn't create you to be somebody's side chick. That's not what God created you for. And if a man will dangle marriage in front of your face, then that ain't it, sis. I ain't saying God can't do it, but you got to step back and you got to allow God to do what God's going to do. But you can't, you can't manipulate your way into somebody's heart. Because that will never be true love if you manipulate yourself into somebody's heart. Can I speak to somebody's spirit today? 
Jesus doesn't dangle the fact that he is my husband in front of my face, but he has redeemed me. He has cleaned me up. He calls me by his name. Do you hear me? He says that he loves me. He laid his life down for me. You get what I'm saying? And if somebody would dangle now in front of my face, even a relationship, you got to go, bro, because that's not it. That's not what I know that Jesus has done for me. Jesus laid his life down for me. I'm talking about his whole entire life. He came down here and became a a servant. He came down here and became a slave to this world to set me free. So there ain't no way I'm about to settle. And I want that for you, sis. That's the attitude you got to walk around with with that confidence knowing that my God humbled himself he poured himself out for me he was my sacrifice and if a man can't do that for me you ain't it you are not it I talk to y'all a lot about when I first moved into my place by myself and I was just like you know I was scared I was like you know I don't want to be lonely. It was just different things that happened. But the best thing that has happened to me thus far is living by myself. Not not walking into my house and having an instant attitude because I see somebody chilling in the living room playing PlayStation. And I know he ain't get up all day but to go probably fix himself something to eat. I am so thankful that the Lord didn't allow me to settle for that, okay? I would rather lay in my bed by myself than to lay in my bed by myself because the person that I call my quote, quote man is out there cheating on me. I'd rather not. I'd rather just lay in the bed by myself with my redeemer, my creator, my husband, Jesus Christ. That's what I'd rather do. And I'd rather wait until God puts me in front of Adam and Adam wakes up and he says, at last. Do you get what I'm saying? I will wait for that at last. Do you know that with uh, Rebecca and Isaac, do you know that Rebecca was at the right place and she said the right things? And she didn't even know that Abraham's servant was praying for her to show up. You got a man praying for you to show up. What are you settling for? What are you settling for, sis? It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Can I tell you the truth? Can I speak to your spirit today? Um, I want to take you to 2 Corinthians 6.14. Because it's, it's, it's somebody listening to this and you settling. And I need you not to settle because the Lord does not want you to settle. The Lord doesn't. You can't rush perfection, okay? You just can't. And the Lord has somebody that is going to love you like Christ loves the church. Do you know how passionate Christ is for the church? Can I can I talk to y'all for a second? Do you know how passionate Jesus is for the church? Don't don't mm, listen, y'all, because I mm, right there that is enough for the word right there. But I'm a, I'm gonna read this to you. Um, I'm gonna read it to you out of the the King James version. And the first thing it says is entanglements. 
Don't get yourself into no entanglements. Your sis been in some entanglements, so you don't have to. Don't get into no entanglements. It's nothing cute about being in an entanglement. It's nothing cute about being a side chick. It's nothing cute about being passed around. It's nothing cute about that. All it does is make you feel more and more useless, defiled, detestable, disgusting. It just makes you feel like that on the inside. Can I preach to you? Can I speak to you one-on-one as a as one sis to another? You know? But it says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with the with Belia? Or what part he hath that he believeth with an infidel. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. For you are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. It says, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. You can't be sitting here and giving the Lord a part of your life. You have to give, lay your life down, and you have to take up your cross, and you got to follow Jesus. Do you understand? Do you understand that? That the Lord laid his life down? Take it not lightly what he did. Like, the Lord came down here and humbled himself. The creator of the heavens and the earth came down here and humbled himself. You know? Don't touch the unclean thing. Don't get yourself into an entanglement. Don't be, don't be, get out here having booty calls. If you know that man hitting you up at what? And what, 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 what is the proper booty time hour? After nine o'clock, that nine o'clock for me, after nine o'clock, it's cut off. Okay. Cause what do you think this is? <laughs> what do you think this is? This ain't that. I can tell you that this ain't that. Don't hit my phone up when, after the street lights come on. Okay. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. Because you know what? When the street lights came on when you was younger, that signified, okay, it's getting dark. So you need to get your behind in the house. So I take that now to my to my adult life. And when the street lights is on, that's when the dark things start happening. And I don't got time for that. So don't hit my phone up after the street lights come on because mm-mm, that ain't it. That's not it. That's not it. And if a dude trying to hit you up at 12 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock at night, he ain't mm-mm, now, now you... If he looking for some prayer, you can intercede for him. But that's about it. That's it. Don't, don't, don't touch the unclean thing. You know what he's texting you for. You know. And don't act like you don't know. Because I know you know. Because I know. Don't do that. And the Lord, most importantly, he knows. Don't touch the unclean thing. Don't keep on going back to somebody that treats you worse than a dog. Don't do that. You've been knew you should have left that person alone. And I'm not even just always talking about just what a man like, period. Like, come out from among them when you know it's not for you. 
You got a people who I'm speaking to. You got that conviction in your heart. And I don't even have to say nothing else because you know exactly what the Lord is speaking to your spirit. Okay. Um, let's go to, um, Horn of Emily. Let's go to Ephesians 5. The Ephesians 5 man. And let's go to verse. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husband as to the creator. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Some ladies don't want to hear that. They they hear that word submit and they get an attitude. But the question is, how can you, you, if you are submitted to the Lord, there's no way that you can't submit to his son. So if you have a, a, a problem with submission, you need to really take it back to the spiritual. You need to go back to the spiritual and go to the king of kings and the lords of lords and see if you are lacking in the submission part. Do you submit to Christ? Because when you receive his son, it's only an extension of him. So it shouldn't be an issue there with you submitting. It shouldn't be. Unless you have issues with submitting. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Okay, can I tell you about this Ephesians 5 man? The the Lord has commanded your husband, right? He says, love your wife. Love my daughter as I have loved the church. Give up your life. Give up the things that, that you desire. Give up. Wanting the the all the women, all the late night partying, all, all everything else, you know, because I I it's different for every people. Whatever is their their they 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 partake in when they were worldly. It, it's all about that. But the Lord has given him a command to say, "Love her like I love the church." Make her holy and clean, washing by the cleansing of his word. Do you know that a kingdom man will pray with you and pray for you? Do you know that he will build you up with God's word? Do you know he will intercede for you? Who? Oh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> He ain't going to call you out your name because he knows who you are. He respects who you are because it is part of his, his, what the Lord has given him as a title, as your husband to keep you holy, to, to, to redeem you. You know that? He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she would be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. Mm. 
Do you understand that? And God is so good because he removed the rib out of Adam to make Eve. So it only shows like I'm a part of you. You get what I'm saying? Like we are, you are a part of the man God got for you. You are a part of his body. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it. Just as Christ cares for the church and we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way of the way. Of the way, Christ and the church are one. So again, I say each man must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Mm. That's what the word of God say. That's what the word of God say. And it's truth. It's spirit and it's truth. Listen, you ever just been watching um, like a kingdom man minister? You don't even got to be somebody you attracted to. But it's just somebody who you know the spirit rests upon him. And you just like, oh, I'm just willing to listen. <laughs> it's not even like a, you're not even sexually attracted to them. But it's by, by them knowing their identity. It's by the way that they carry their stuff that you be like, oh, I'm going to listen to you. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Like, the way your husband's want to carry himself, you're not going to have an issue with submitting to him because you're just going to be like, okay, for God to be the glory. <laughs> for God to be the glory. Listen, the world has a way with trying to pollute what God said is true to try to pervert what God says is supposed to be. And a lot of um like the way that the world acts now is like, oh, just you know, have sex with all these different men and be about your money, but there's no peace in that. Like there's no there's, there's, there. You're always gonna feel empty. You're always gonna feel lack. Because can we talk about having sex with different people? And each time you're giving away more and more of your soul. Soul ties are real, and that's why some people will stay in an abusive relationship because you don't got the soul tie. And, and the Lord will give you deliverance for your soul ties, but you gotta lay it down at the altar. You know, the Lord, he don't say not to do things because he's being mean or he's being like, he don't want us to have no fun, but it's because God knows better. God knows better. And I always break it down to my kids like this. I'd be like, do you think I'm saying no to you to be mean? Or you think I'm saying no to you because I want to protect you? And they always say, because you're trying to protect us. And that's what God says. He'll say, don't do that. No, don't do that. And it's because of the protection that is there. Some of these people is straight demons. Okay? Pray for them. <laughs> Pray for them. But keep it pushing. I, um... Lord, if there's anything else you want me to say, Father, I will say it. But we're going to go into prayer. We're going to go into prayer and we're going to do an altar call, okay? So let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Lord, I just thank you for this morning that you woke us up, Father, that we are able to commune and fellowship, Father, even over this podcast, Lord. I thank you for blessing us with your presence, Lord. The fact that we are able to just sit in your presence, Father, is something that is not to be taken lightly, Lord. And I just thank you for the opportunity of knowing who you are, Lord. And Father, I'm praying for your child receiving this word, your child that is being fed by this word today, Father. And I'm asking that you do a good work within them, that you you have them feel complete, Lord, lacking nothing, that they don't that they feel like they don't have to go out and look for somebody, but trust in you, Father. And as they are waiting for the man you have ordained to be their kingdom spouse, Father, that you that that they get to know you. They get to share that time with you and they don't take it for granted, Father. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm just asking during this altar call that we are having, Lord, as they lay down their soul ties, as they repent of their sexual sins, as they repent of these entanglements, Father, that you take that yoke and you give them rest, Father, that the burden that you give them is light, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm just asking, Father, that you just go and create a work within them, Father. Bring them into the glory that you share with the Lord, Lord. (laughs) The glory that you share with God, Father. I pray that you just bring your child into that, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Show them who you are, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I just want to give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen family you are complete okay can i tell you something that is the truth i am single okay single i'm single and i'm happy to be single i'm happy that i get to know jesus i'm thankful that i can feel his presence and can i tell you what the presence of god feels like it just feels like I know you here with me. It's a peace that is within me that I know that God is with me. At the end of the day, I know as God is with me. During the trials and the tribulations, I know God is with me. That is what the presence of God feels like. It just feels like peace that I'm not in this world alone by myself is that I don't have to depend on nobody else to to bring me comfort but I get comfort from God that is what the peace of God I mean the well the presence and the peace of God feels like the peace of God is just peace it's just a peace that surpasses all understanding that I know that he's here with me and he has a plan I'm not saying I'm perfect I'm not saying sometimes that doubt and worry try to creep up that's not what I'm saying because I'm still human but it's the fact that I I, the Lord always reminds me the Holy Spirit always reminds me I'm not doing it by myself and that is just that is worth boasting about okay that is worth boasting about and it's just a blessing it's a blessing that I get to know God it's a blessing that 
the Lord didn't bless me too soon with a husband because I never would have gotten to experience what I'm experiencing in my single season once I'm married, once I'm joint to my husband. It's not going to be the same, you know? It's not going to be the, the same exact thing as right now. And I mean, it's it, it's, it's going to be different, you know? <laughs> it's it's going to be different. But I got to know him by myself. Oh, Jesus. I got to walk with him and talk with him by myself. Oh, Jesus. Whew. I got to know what it, what it feels like to depend on him when I'm afraid. To call out on his name when I'm scared. I got to experience that. I don't have to... I don't have to have to idolize my husband to be my protector, but I know that the Lord Jesus, my redeemer, is my protection. Who Jesus? I know that it's finished in him. Who I know that can't nobody do nothing for me with me. Because if God be for me, who can be against me? That's what I know. And I pray that you are blessed by that. In the name of Jesus. And I pray that this word has blessed you. And I pray that you just lay your burdens down at the altar and receive grace receive grace okay god's grace is sufficient okay his power works best in your weakness that's second corinthians chapter 12 for his grace is sufficient his power works best in your weakness so i'm gonna let y'all go family and let's just say this together i love you but most importantly Jesus loves you. Bye.